In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Does not the book of Job ring sometimes to frightening the true, my sons and daughters, that at whiles you find that, yes, life is a drudgery. Maybe you have had some of those nights that are without end. Oh, maybe that first time you came to this great university, you are just the most shining star from your hometown, and then, God save us, you got a C on that quiz and your life was over. Or whatever the haunting thing may be, are there not those moments that terrify us, that exhaust us? Can it not seem that this is just a vanity of vanities? And then when that happens, does not the human heart seek for something to entertain it or stupefy it? Whether it's something to find meaning in life. I mean, some people try to find meaning in life at the end of a bush light can. I think you should be more high-end and find it at the bottom of a martini glass, but it's kind of the same thing. Some people find their meaning in life in saying, go Taylor's football's team, right? And other people say, how dare this pop star ruin my Super Bowl? And on and on it rolls with these things, does it not? And the meaninglessness can just grip us. And maybe you've had only a few of those nights. You might be good, nice church going. People say, no, Father, I'm just happy and good all the time. Thank you very much. Or maybe you know what I'm talking about. And that dark, cold, maybe you did something you knew you shouldn't have done. Oh, we call that sin, by the way. Maybe you lied to your friend or to your mom and dad. Maybe you took something you knew wasn't yours. Maybe you took someone that you knew wasn't yours. And oh, you don't want them to find out. And doesn't that haunt us too? They don't see the real me. If they saw the real me, they wouldn't like what they see. I have to put on this shirt and this dress and tell this story because the real me, nobody wants to know. Maybe one person, if they're just lucky enough or dumb enough to fall for it. And then appears the Christ. And I speak this way because I know it. I don't speak this way because I'm better than you. I speak this way because I was probably worse than you. I did look for a lot of meaning at the bottom of a bottle. I did look for meaning in the arms of a girl. Didn't matter which one or what happened after that. I know what it's like to see. I did look for meaning in this thing or that. And it all ends. It's like that great quote by G.K. Chesterton, every man going to the door of a brothel is looking for God. He's just at the wrong place. And then one day, by the grace of God, someone told me the gospel. It just happened to be an old battle axe nun on TV named Mother Angelica, but she told me the gospel nonetheless. And then when you know it, all those things my grandma said a hundred million times to me just seemed to make sense. And all of the sudden, I knew a man to quote Our Lady at the the well at Samaria, a man who told me everything about my life. And I could repent. And by repent, I mean I could know the truth about myself. And then I could believe, meaning I could know the truth about who I was supposed to be. And that's the glory of the Christ, that you and I can be radically honest first with ourselves, and in the light of the Christ, say firmly, I can repent by saying, I know who I am. How do we do this? We pray, we pray, we pray. How do we pray? Couple thoughts for you. 
Pray by making the act of faith. Every morning, I kneel right down in that little pew over there, except for Sunday mornings. I kneel at the pew over at the chapel at Holy Redeemer. And the first thing I say is, Oh my God, I firmly believe that you are one God in three divine persons. I believe these and all the truths which your Holy Church teaches, which is a nice way to keep it short, of course. Right? And then I say, My God, I hope to obtain forgiveness of sins and the grace of life after laying for the merits of Jesus Christ, my Redeemer. And then I dare to say, Oh my God, I love you with my whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then it gets really wild and I say, And I love my neighbor as myself, for these two things go together. And then I say the one sane thing I say all day, the one sensible thing, my God, I am sorry for my sin in choosing to do wrong and failing to do good. I have sinned against you. I promise to confess my sins, to do penance, and to amend my life. And then I try to pray. And all the students think I'm very pious. There's our good pastor praying so devoutly, and then I have a, someone very nice to me that taps me on the shoulder if I fall asleep so I don't look bad in front of everyone. What's my point in this? This is the power you have. Make acts of faith in Jesus. Open up your Gospels and read the life of our Lord who is here to what? Cast out demons and heal the illnesses. Know the truth about yourself. And you're all good, great, wonderful people. I believe that. But maybe even deep down you've got something. Maybe someone hurt you, and you've created a shield inside yourself. Maybe you've hurt someone, and you've created a defense against yourself. Or maybe any X, Y, or Z happened. Maybe there's that sin you just can't stop doing. There's a reason. Know Jesus. And then do your work and your classes and all your that, and then go to your small group. Every Tuesday I get in my car and I drive over to the west side of Madison and I get into my small group, right? And another priest drives from DeForest, another priest drives from way out in the middle of the countryside, another sweet little priest you know named Father Eric Nielsen drives up from Janesville and two others and we all have our small group. And what do we do, right? We read the gospel, someone gives a talk on some doctrine, we examine our conscience, and then we talk about how things are going and what happens. We learn and we learn. I've been doing this for 26 years. I've heard that meditation 26 times. And thank God, because I know myself more firmly. And what's this like? It's like the scriptures, right? A brother helped by a brother is like a strong city, says Proverbs. The psalmist says, when friends dwell in unity, it's like, oil running down Aaron's beard. And as a handsome bearded man, I know I get that beard oil. It's nice. When you put that beard on, it's sweet and it's nice, but then you know what happens. And I know you wish you could all do this right now. You know when you do that, you see which hairs are out of whack. Which ones do I got to comb right? Which ones do I got to trim? That's your virtue and vice. And then you get down into it. And then Jesus is there. And he says, I am with you. You can face that fear. You wanted to talk to your dad about that all your whole life long and you just couldn't do it. I'm there with you. That friend all those years ago hurt you and you've held it deep in your heart and it's made you vain. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to help you. You learned to say bad words when you were an itty-bitty kid. Your uncle Bill or whatever taught you how to cuss. And you just can't stop it. I'm going to be right there 
with you. And then you have the courage to share it with one of your brothers or sisters in your group and they say, I pray for you. And you have that impurity that haunts you and your brother texts you at nine o'clock at night and says, I'm praying for you, brother. And on and on it goes. And then when you fall, your sister says, I'll go with you to the confessional. Not in, you get the idea, right? This is the glory of God. So I'm going to stop now because it gets too long. That is the great glory. And we know that the Christ has power over all the demons. There is nothing that you have done that he cannot wipe away in the beat of his heart, in the whisper of some silly priest in a confessional, and it's gone forever. And then you're back out, and you're walking, and you're free, and you're free. And then you come up to this communion line, and you might say to yourself, my God, why does he sweat all the time like that? But then you put that thought away, and you say, there's my infinite God, who I'm going to, he's going to be a part of me, who's going to love me from the inside out, who's going to challenge me from the inside out. And then that thing at small group that I couldn't say, I can. That thing I couldn't apologize for, now I can. Oh, man, when I came down this morning and saw the kitchen of my house, I wanted to go up and slit every guy's house in, just to slit there through these the monkeys, don't clean there, right? But no, I say, you know what? I'm going to just do the dishes. It takes five minutes. It's not a big deal. And all of a sudden, I'm happy, right? Who wants to murder people in their sleep? That's not good. Be happy, right? That's my point. And these things haunt us. They do. So we come and we have our prayer we go to Our Lady, sweet, holy Mary. That's the real reason I got, didn't get all ranty and rave this morning. I looked up, there's the sweet con of Holy Mary above the sink. Oh, yes. Be at peace. The Lord loves you. As a father, a child. As a brother to a brother or a sister. As a God to its creature in the palm of his hand. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen.